Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. Joined this morning by Charlie. How do you mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Had a had a nice day off yesterday, so I'm all, all ready for today. Uh, and once again, just looking forward to the weekend. I, I think that's just all it is every single week now. Mm, there's only three left, mate. So, you know, know. you have to fill your weekends with something else. So. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got, uh, yeah, the transfer window, I imagine, is what it will be uh, drastically filled with and following all those stories and everything to do with that. And we'll be catching you up, of course, throughout the summer on everything going on in the world of Arsenal's transfers. Uh, we're going to try to bring you the best coverage we can on those. But uh, we've still got some games left, but there is still some contract talks and transfer talk to be had amongst the fixtures. Uh, we'll kick off with uh, Granite Xhaka, who, uh, according to John Cross of the Mirror, has been you know linked with a potential move away from the club. There's been suggestions that Bayer Leverkusen as well in the Bundesliga are a side very interested in him. What have you made of this potential exit talk of, of Xhaka? I'm not surprised that he's getting attention from other clubs because of how well he's played this season. And I mean... Yes, he's not the youngest, but because of his age, it brings experience. And we know Shaka; he's got a he's got a bit of aggression to his game as well. So that obviously kind of complements him. And obviously, just how well he's played all of this season has actually helped Arsenal a lot. I think he's gone under the radar quite a bit this season. Obviously, we've had some standout performances from him, and we've. We've noted that on the shows that we've had, match reaction streams and the the morning agendas. But yeah, as I say, no doubt. There's, I'm I'm not um, doubt. I wasn't I wasn't ever doubting the fact that he was get he was going to get any attention from other clubs, especially because of how close he was to leaving last um, last summer uh, to Roma. So I think. Clubs might possibly be thinking, right, so if he was close to leaving last summer, maybe we can bring him away this summer, Um, which I guess is fair enough. I would personally like Shaka to stay because he probably is up there in my top three favourite players at the moment. Um, I've, I've always... I say I've always liked Shaka. There's obviously that down parts of, of his side, of his team... Um, of him when obviously he stormed off against Palace, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, that's all in the past now. As I say, he's one of my favourite players, so I don't actually want him to leave. But with the way that Arsenal are going, and what we always say when we're talking about the transfer window, we have to be ruthless in the offloading and coming ins of players in the transfer window. There. Players' futures are sometimes not so certain. 
in the way because we're doing so well at the moment. So we might be looking to improve our team to be that ruthless team and bring in someone that may possibly replace Shaka. And as much as I hate to say it, I think we can get a better player than Shaka in that role. And we may be looking to do that. I mean, we'll speak about it later with Declan Rice. There is that possibility that he could even fit into a Shaka role. You never know. Smith Rowe, I think, if I remember correctly, Mikhail Arteta's training Smith Rowe to play in Shaka's role at the moment. So that kind of box-to-box midfielder. So it is. it might be a difficult situation for Shaka at this point because he is obviously, he might be in two minds. He might be, I love this club. Arteta said that I've got a place in this club. He said that last season. However, because we've done so well and we want to bring in players, we all we all know this, my position at the club might be at risk, which is fair enough. And the way that he is playing at the moment, he's he's, prob- he's the best that we've actually seen him hit his whole time at Arsenal. He might be wanting to continue his fine form, but the only way that he might be able to do that is at a different club. Hopefully that isn't the case because he is doing so well for us and I'm loving seeing him in the in the side. And at the moment, we only have Fabio Vieira as a backup. As I said, we did, Arteta is kind of training Smith-Rowe to be in that position, but that's not a certainty on how well he's going to play. And I'm not too happy with Fabio Vieira being the, the only replacement as of yet. Obviously, if Shaka does leave, then we will definitely have to bring in someone for that position, or maybe we'll bring in someone for that position and then Shaka will leave. But yeah, as I say, I I don't want him to leave, but I can see why he would want to leave if we bring someone in in that position. And I think that's only an if. I I, I would be surprised if he leaves if we don't bring someone in to replace him or play in his position. Yeah, I it's it's dif- it's difficult with Xhaka, isn't it? Because as you say, like he's clearly a player in a team that's doing really well right now, and a player that's very likable, and you know has gained a lot of um, plaudits for his performances this season. And yet, there's still this feeling around him that you think we can upgrade upon him, that we can get yeah. better than him, um, and that there is you know a, a step above to take that midfield to a new level. You know, I look at Newcastle's Bruno Guimaraes and think, you know, had Arsenal say gone for him and got him in in that January window of last year, you know, you're looking at a midfield there of now Partey or Jorginho. Gimaraes and Odegaard, and that's one hell of a talented midfield. So, you know, all of that combined, I think, leads us to a position where we're obviously hoping to see improvements in this position. And Jacker, I think, is going to be vulnerable to, to any potential changes that we make in there with Rice or Caicedo or whoever is, you know, coming through to, to join them in the summer. But I don't think I'd like to see him move on. I think, and I wrote about this the other day, I think it's important that you you allow reinforcement rather than replacing players. You, know, you look at when Rodri came in at Man City. Fernandinho didn't leave when Rodri arrived. He stayed for a season or two and then moved on because they had that transition period. And that reinforcement was then backed up by Calvin Phillips coming in to replace Fernandinho during the summer that he actually left. So there's a kind of a changeover period, if you like. And I think you need to make sure that you have to reinforce, not necessarily replace, because if you replace rather than reinforce, you're not eradicating the problem, which is obviously if that player gets injured, you're left with, you know, a lacking number of options behind that aren't 
close to the level that you want competing. Xhaka is of a level that we know what he can provide at the top level and we can get higher than that. But if that higher option is injured for whatever reason, then you've still got Xhaka coming in to you know, be that other option for us. Declan Rice, I've mentioned there, um, he continually seems to be in a position where West Ham are very stubborn about this price tag. Yeah. I, I get the sense this is a lot you know, coming out from the the club's side of things, the feeling that I have around this, you know, they want to make sure they maximise any potential price that they're going to get for Rice. They want to make sure clubs are aware that if you're coming in for Rice, you're going to have to pay big, big money. Do you think that the club, be it Arsenal or someone else, will end up paying that triple million pound figure? It is difficult to say because he's only got a year left on his contract. And I think that's obviously what may deter clubs from doing so. However, his his talent is undeniable. Um, I think, oh, what was it? I think he's got the, the in a press conference, in, in a David Moyes press conference after Manchester United, one of the journalists said, he said, He's got, I think, oh, what was it? it? I think it was the most interceptions in Europe's top five leagues. He's got the most. He's got the most interceptions in those top five leagues. I think it's that. Don't quote me exactly on it, but it's around that. And as I say, that that's undeniable talent there, and it's talent that many clubs are wanting. Is that Arsenal are wanting, and. Maybe with the way that the whole transfer market's going at the moment with all the money, maybe that's what these clubs need to pay to get someone that provides that those stats for your team. And I think <clears throat> I think it will be difficult. I I don't think that Ars I think Arsenal will go about the kind of Caicedo route as in kind of trying to have a bid a bit lower than the 100 million, 120 million pound price tag and then try and see where West Ham will kind of give in. Whether we pay that full is is obviously a different, a different conversation. But then I think it's, I think his price tag is actually 120 million and then it's 100 million plus a player that they're willing to offer. So obviously that kind of, adds a different thing into it. Maybe West Ham might possibly accept like a 90 million or something like that. And then a player who's worth a bit more than 20 million, obviously we'll see what happens there. Um, so it'll be difficult to kind of see how Arsenal go about this because we've seen in previous years, in previous transfer windows, that Arsenal don't always go out. They don't always go full out on the price tag. As I say, as a, and as I mentioned just a second ago, Caicedo, his price tag was 80 million or something like that. And we weren't willing to pay that. We thought that he was, uh, I think the maximum we paid was 70 million, was it? That we were willing to pay, sorry. And yeah. maybe that might be the case with Declan Rice because, because of, only because of the one year left on his contract. I think he, if he had a, a, a few years left on his contract, I don't think that we would be talking about, is this price tag, is he worth this price tag, et cetera, et cetera. So as a player, 
I think that he is worth it. And I think that Arsenal should go for it because he is he is a step up from Partey, especially over the last few games. Obviously, it, there it might be a difficult conversation earlier on in the season because Partey has been so crucial for us this whole season. But it's the last few games that, whether it's fitness, his injuries are playing up, I'm not sure. Declan Rice, it brings in youth. He brings in ex- uh, even experience. Now he's played in he's played in Europe, albeit he is obviously in the Conference League. I think he's played in the Europa League. I think, and obviously now he's into the semi final, the Conference League. So he's obviously getting further and further in these Europe competitions. So he's obviously got that experience. He's got Premier League experience, and he offers reliability in the midfield. In he he. He doesn't miss too many games through injury, etc. So, as I say, I think he is worth that. I think because it's his last year on his contract, it is a completely different conversation. Maybe not a completely different conversation. It's this is why we're having the conversation, I think. And whether Arsenal are willing to offer that amount of money because of his current situation at West Ham... It obviously it's it remains to be seen, but I would like I would love to see Declan Rice in an Arsenal shirt because I think it would help move our team forward. And then also, if we keep Jorginho, if we keep Jorginho past this summer, then you never know if Shaka does leave, like we were just talking about. Maybe Jorginho can go into that Shaka role, or Jorginho can stay in his role, and Rice can go in Shaka's role. That obviously. If these things happen, then stuff can be worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I I think when it comes down to, to money and prices, you know, Arsenal were willing to go to as high as 100 million for Mudrick in January. And they were willing to then, off they didn't do that, go as high as 70 million pounds, 80 million euros for, for Caicedo. There is a willingness from the club to spend these big fees. And I think that there's a recognition that Arsenal this season being, you know, in a title race with Champions League football, Arsenal have never been more attractive in the last 15 to 20 years besides maybe one way when they won the league back in 2004 and got to the Champions League final in 2006. But maybe even less so then because they weren't competing for the title that season. You know, there's never been a better opportunity in two decades for Arsenal to show their weight in attractiveness in the window and push out their shoulders somewhat in the market and their elbows to say, look, this is the club that you want to join. This is the club that's on the up. This is the club that's going to make you a better player. If you're Rice, if you're Caicedo, look at Saka, look at Odegaard, look at Martinelli, look at Jesus, look at Xhaka, you know, existing players that are established and in their primes or beyond that and are still getting better at Arsenal. Like that's what you get if you come to Arsenal at the moment. So, yeah, Arsenal need to make sure they take advantage of that this window and, and hopefully they go to the levels that's needed to get some of these top quality players through the door. Um, the other uh, kind of areas to discuss around Arsenal is, is contracts. Now, Saliba, Ramsdale, Saka, uh, all being discussed at the moment as players that are nearing potentially new deals. We know that Ramsdale and Saka in particular are two players that are closing on new contracts. The club are in discussions with William Saliba. There's been reports out there suggesting that, of course, uh, the club are confident about the Saliba situation as well. If Arsenal were to secure all three of those, I mean, when you think back to the times where Arsenal were flittering away from title challenges and moving into kind of just like um, 
establishing themselves as a top four club whilst dealing with financial pressure and we were losing Fabregas, losing Van Persie, losing Nasri. This feels like such a juxtaposition to that now. And it feels like Arsenal are a very different beast with this type of news coming through. Yeah, it. I think we're, when that stuff was happening with Van Persie, Fabregas, Nasri, there was a little kind of... there was. A, kind of feel of uneasiness around the club possibly I don't think as you say it's a complete juxtaposition there's I don't think there's any kind of feeling of of that at the moment and I think it seems as though if all of these players that we're trying to tie down on a contract absolutely love this club they play for the badge and it's what we've seen this season and I think it is crucial that we do make sure that we tie those three down because of how crucial they've been this season for us. And Ramsdale has been one of those players who has kept us in this in this kind of title race. I think if it wasn't for him, it would be a completely different conversation. And I'm speaking about this light at the end of the tunnel. There wouldn't be it if it wasn't for Ramsdale. It, there wouldn't be it if it was for Saliba. There wouldn't be that light if it was for Saka. Every single one of these players are so important for us. And they... And you can see it with Saliba. With Saliba, I'm going to I'm going to mention Saliba because when Rob Holding came in for him, you could see the difference. Obviously, we spoke about, uh, and you mentioned that just one player doesn't completely change the way that the whole team plays. If Saka scores that penalty, then we win against West Ham. So obviously, there's that. But then you can still see the difference with Rob with Rob Holding and Saliba. Kivio is doing a fantastic job, but. We still don't know what he can do. He's only played two games, whereas Saliba has been consistent throughout this whole season. I think after the World Cup, yes, he wasn't at, he wasn't as good as what he was before, but Gabriel kind of made up for that. And that kind of that centre back duo is amazing and uh, almost a brick wall. It is so difficult to get through them at times. And Saka, he hasn't been the player that we've been wanting to see. Over the last couple of games, he hasn't completely been on it, but you still see the danger that he brings to his game. And he is, he's Saka. I, I can't really explain it any other way. He is, he's our star boy. He's the Arsenal star boy. He's fantastic. And it, with all of this, it just kind of proves how crucial it is to tie them down. I'm using the word crucial because it just, it really is it with how well they've been doing this season for us. If it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be where we are at the moment. And I'm repeating myself because I'm trying to emphasize how, how much it is because it is partially because of them. Obviously we have, we have the rest of the squad, but they are such a big part of it. And they're such a big part of the team, not just, on the pitch, but off it. And I can tell all three of them, well, I'm not sure about, I'm not 100% sure about Saliba. I'm not sure what he's like backstage, but Saka and Ramsdale, they're both massive personalities in this team that everyone seems to love. And I'm sure it's the same with Saliba. So I think that it doesn't, they don't just offer kind of important, uh, they don't just offer how important they are on the pitch. It's off the pitch as well. And I think that we just need to offer them, obviously within reason, 
anything that will allow them to tie them down. And I, I think, I think, if I remember correctly, Saka, there's a possibility of Saka being offered 300k a week. Which yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bonuses included in that. That's not like the base. Right, okay. Figure. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I think that is a value that we need to be offering players like Saka because. Mm. I mean, we saw, I think Aubameyang was on about 300k or something like that, wasn't he? When he was at the club. yeah, I think. Exactly, three, exactly. 350, yeah. And you saw how important he was for our club at the time. Um, obviously, the last season that he was with us, it, that wasn't the case. And if someone as important as Aubameyang at the time was offered that, then why can't Saka be, be offered that? Why can't Saliba, I, I don't think Saliba should be offered around 300. I think it should be a bit less, but you know what I'm trying to say. I think those players, if we're able to give that amount to Aubameyang, then why can't we do it for Saka? Why can't we do it for Saliba? Why can't we do it for Ramsdale? And I think they need to be offered a good amount of money to be able to stay if they are wanting a pro, uh, uh, an increase in wage. And I think Ramsdale is one of those people that should, because I think he's on 60k a week at the moment. And I think with his performances this season, I think he deserves an upgrading contract. Uh, I, I hope that everyone else would agree with me. And uh, just because of how I'm going back to it, how crucial he is for us this season and has been for us previous seasons. And yeah, I think we just make, need to make sure that these three do stay at our club because if they don't, then it is a different conversation for us in the transfer window this this summer because obviously a priority is the midfield we're trying to bring in Declan Rice I think I think we're trying to bring in an attacker as well I'm not 100% sure obviously there's been talk of Ivan Tony but then if Saliba or Ramsdale don't want to stay or or even Saka then it's a whole new kind of conversation and it and then it kind of brings in what happened with Van Persie Nazri Fabregas it's a difficult conversation, difficult situation for the club in the summer because, well, it because of if they leave, because we are looking to strengthen our team instead of replace, as you were talking about. We, we're looking to reinforce instead of someone goes and we bring someone in to replace them. And I think it would be very, very difficult to replace Saka, Saliba, and Ramsdale. Very difficult at this moment in time. Yeah, um, very difficult indeed. You know, Ramsdale has proven to be a, an absolute asset for us. I think his doubters, you know, certainly are very quiet at this point in time. William Saliba is irreplaceable in my opinion. I don't think you're going to get a centre-back as good as him um, through the door, you know, in the next two to three years potentially. You know, he's so good at that age, that profile, that level of adjustment that he's made already to the Premier League. You know, he needs to be signed up. And you know, I'm not, but I'm not feeling under the pressure, you know, regarding Saliba right now. I'm fa I'm fairly chill about the situation. If we start getting into next season and nothing's advanced, you know, then then we can start having a conversation about how worried we are. But you know, right at this moment in time, I'm I'm fairly chill about that situation, and certainly I'm with Saka and Ramsdale. You know, Saka is, you know, I'd be to be honest, I'd be surprised if there's not an announcement before the end of the season. The way things seem to be yeah. going on that line, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, really appreciate your time, as always. Uh, do drop a like on the video, subscribe, and leave a comment down below on any of the topics that we've discussed in today's show. Charlie, thank you for your time, mate, as always. Thank you for having me, and thank you to everyone watching once again.
Absolutely. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Potentially Umar. Uh, he was pretend he was like saying, Oh, I might I might do the show if I can be bothered. I might do it. No, he's actually really busy. We're only joking. Um, but uh, yes, we'll see what happens. But thank you, Charlie, once again for jumping on with me uh, as always. Uh, and we'll see you uh, on the next one. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.